Welcome to Full Potential, Thriving with Autism. I'm your host, Sarah Antonato. This podcast teaches parents of children with autism to support their kids in reaching their full potential so that they can thrive and not let stereotypes define them. By looking at a variety of topics, such as health, advocacy, and spirituality, my mission is to end suffering amongst these parents by giving them the tools to heal themselves, which in turn empowers them to be bold advocates for their children. By gaining the confidence needed to do so, these parents stop being the victims of a broken system and instead succeed in providing their unique children with exactly what they need to thrive and share their own gifts with the world. One by one, these families now change the world through autism instead of being victimized by it. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey everybody, I am rigging my iPhone so that it stays in place and looks good. As you can see, that's going very well. Anyway, I am here today with a very important message, especially for any parent whose child is different and unique, whether it be ADD, attention deficit disorder, attention deficit disorder with hyperactivity, autism, sensory processing disorder, anything. Today, I am sharing with you a story, a real story of how I had to step up and advocate for my son, how I will be doing that in the next few weeks, and what it really looks like for me when I get one of those emails. And all special needs parents know what I'm talking about when I say those emails with air quotes. Those are the emails that you get when life is going along swimmingly, and all of a sudden, boom, your district or some higher up on the food chain writes you and says, hey, just want you to know that we're making some changes that affect your child's programming. And this email that I got really would affect my child's programming in terms of who he sees, in terms of what type of specialty they have, um, what their experience level is, how frequently he sees them, you know, the environment in which he sees them, a lot of major stuff, especially for a special needs child when bonding is so important for them and environment is so important for them. And they just said, we're making these changes. They're happening in the next month. We know it's going to be an adjustment for you, but you'll be fine. Click the end. And I am somebody who is well-versed in persuasive language. I'm somebody who's well-versed in my rights as a parent, my child's rights. And the words that they use were intended to manipulate. They wanted me to feel like I read that email and had no other alternative but to smile and nod and just go with their plan. Parents, I'm about to blow the lid off this for you. That's not true. You don't have to go off with their plan at all. You don't have to agree. You don't have to smile and nod. You are the best advocate for your child. So when you read those words that are conveying really huge changes for your child or even small changes, but changes that you don't think are going to be beneficial for your child. With those words that are saying, this is how it is, this is what's happening, and we're doing it. Just know you can stand up and you can say no. And I'm going to tell you exactly how I am doing that this week so that you can go and do it when it matters. And of course, sometimes I get emails like this from my district 
And I'm totally cool with the changes they want to make. And I smile and I nod because they're okay with me. They sit well with me. I know they will actually help my child to thrive. Today was not one of those cases. Today was one of those things where I thought, this doesn't feel right. My child's going to suffer potentially. I don't have enough information. I can't say yes to this. And nothing about it feels good. So when you get an email like that, like the one I experienced today, this is what I'm talking about, where the words are trying to deliver that this is a done deal when it's really not a done deal. So here's what I want you to know about districts. When they send emails like this, they send these every single day, sometimes multiple ones every day, especially if you live in a large district, and they're intended to just make parents smile, nod, and sign on the dotted line. They want to sound decisive and straightforward and choice words, right? To make you think that you can't fight back, to make you think like, oh, well, they're making these changes and there's nothing I can do. That's not true. What you have to remember is that your district, and it doesn't mean the people in your district are bad. They're running a business. They have a budget. Your child, who is a human being, is also a line item on their budget. It's just the way it is. Again, it doesn't mean they're bad people. They're just doing their jobs. But what that means is they are not emotionally invested in your child's trajectory the same way you are. And nobody's going to understand your child's trajectory the way you do. They don't live with your kid. They don't know your kid the way you do. So when I get an email like this and I think, ugh, things are going so smoothly and now here we go. I have to put on my big girl panties again and step up and have these meetings and have these uncomfortable conversations and hold my boundaries and do all these things that I don't really want to do. They're not fun to do, but they're necessary for my child to thrive. I want you to know you can do it too. So here's the process I take when I open one of these emails and I read it and I go, oh shit. So wasn't in the mood for this today. Now I have to really get ready to stand firm and possibly throw my elbows around with people who I know aren't bad, but we're just not seeing eye to eye. And I'm not gonna fall for that game of believing them when they say, this is just how it is. No, I know it doesn't have to be that way. I know what my rights are. I know how to stand up for myself. So here are the three steps that I take after I get one of these emails or phone calls that could shake up my child's IEP or his programming in a way that does not feel right to me. One, I talk with my husband. We actually set aside time to sit down together and ask ourselves a question, what do we want? Again, nobody knows your child like you do. So it doesn't matter how many clinicians say, your kid needs this or your kid needs that. Yes, listen to what they're saying, hear them out, but ultimately if you feel differently, if you know or have evidence that that's not a good choice for them, say so, stand up for yourself. And I really can't express this enough. Just because somebody has a title, they are a clinician, and they work with special needs children all the live long day, does not mean they really get it. Because at the end of the work day, they get to go home in many cases to their normal life, with their neurotypical family, and they don't understand what you're struggling with at home behind the scenes. They don't see the generalization of all those skills and things that your kid needs to apply in the home setting or different settings. So while they might be smart and while they might have degrees and while they might really care about their jobs and the children that they work with, nobody's going to get your child the way you do. So you really need to stand in your power and remind yourself 
And ideally, if you have a really supported spouse or co-parent to your child, that's a great person to powwow with after you get this email and say, let's cool off for a minute because I certainly had my tantrum for a moment, full disclosure. I let that tantrum pass. It was quick. It was brief. And my husband and I had to talk and say, well, what feels good to us? He's our kid. What do we want for him? Who do we think is the best person to work with him? Do we agree with these changes they want to make? Do we not agree? And how can we make our point clear? How can we be firm without being rude? There's a difference. How can we be firm and know our rights while still being kind? So this is step one. Step one, ask yourself, and even if you're single parenting, ask yourself, what do I want from my child? Does this school or district plan help me get there or do they take me away in the other direction? Next question we have to ask that I ask myself is who do I need to support me here? Sometimes it is a non-attorney advocate who I've worked with since my child was three years old. Other times it's an attorney when I need someone to stand in my corner that way. Other times it's a consulting specialist or somebody who needs to conduct testing or evaluations independent from the ones done by the district. Because here's the thing. Remember, your child is a line item on the district's budget. They're also human and they're also complex and beautiful. But at the end of the day, many districts unfortunately have to deal with the fact that there's money involved in these kids, especially special needs kids. So who do you need to support you now? And, and the reason I ask that is that you might need to have independent testing done. You might need to call in experts who don't work for the district because ultimately the district is going to call in experts and clinicians who help further their agenda. That's why they're bringing them in. So they're going to do what works for them. And that's not wrong, but you need to do what works for you. And sometimes that is the same thing as the district. And other times it is the direct opposite of what the district is doing. So ask yourself those questions. Who do we need to support us? Do we need someone to come in and evaluate who hasn't been on this case before, get a fresh set of eyes, etc.? Do we need someone to go into that meeting with us and stand shoulder to shoulder so that the district knows we know our rights? And we're not just going to roll over and take whatever they offer us. So ask that question and then go get that support. Make those phone calls. The first thing Ben and I did after we decided between us, what do we want? We called our advocate. And that was the next thing in line. And we have a plan to have a meeting and have further discussions around this and formulate our plan to go forward with the agenda that works for us, which might involve some compromise with the district, but it also has some things that are deal breakers for me that I will not compromise on. And don't be afraid to have those. You're entitled. You need to put boundaries around what your kid needs. No one knows them better than you. And the third thing that I did after I powwowed with my husband, after we called our advocate, after we had a quick conversation with her, planned for a longer conversation is, I went back to my kid. <laughs> we put the wheels in motion, made a to-do list, and then I took my kids, threw them in the car. We got out in nature, went for a hike. We went by a horse farm that we love. We petted the horses that were outside. We just breathed some fresh air. And I reminded myself that I have to be present. And that includes being with the children who are right in front of me. Because if I put all my energy into what could happen at the next district meeting or how the district could respond to my phone call or email, it will actually be taking me away from the work that I'm here to do, and that is to support and nurture my child, that is to ensure that my son thrives, and I can't do that 
if I'm not being present with him. So yes, my 18 years this month of yoga teaching comes in really handy on days like this because it reminds me that I can only do so much and then I can't keep doing for doing sake. I can't just keep being busy. I have to pull back, trust, breathe, connect to the present moment, connect to my child. There's a reason he's doing so well. If your kid is thriving, I want you to know he or she is thriving because of you. Not because of all the experts, I'm sure they're helpful. Not because of all the doctors, I'm sure they're helpful too. But because you are a leader and you are helping your child to thrive. So, reminder, I have a free resource, which I will link in this post, how to advocate for your special needs child amidst a pandemic. It is a free mini guide that you can download and keep forever that will help you prepare for your next meeting, whether it be phone or virtual or in person with real scripts, preparatory techniques before your meeting, strategies for the meeting itself, and how to handle situations that are really high stakes for your child. So that will be posted as soon as this loads and I am here for your questions. So if you have them, please pop them in the comments below so that everyone else can see them and benefit. If you feel nervous and you wanna message me privately, please do that, I'm here. You can always reach out and I know that this mini guide will help you too. So I wanna hear your story. I wanna hear your successes. I wanna hear your challenges. I'm a special needs parent just like you, which is why I'm doing this work. So I wanna wish you well this evening. Stay warm, stay healthy. Hug your kids, be thankful for everything that you have, even when you get curveballs like I did today. Just know that they don't need to shake you unless you let them shake you. So have a wonderful day. Namaste. Thank you so much for listening today. And remember, you can't advocate for your child if you're still throwing your own well-being under the bus. Listening to this podcast is just the first step. I'd love to know one action step you're implementing after this episode to help you thrive in your own life. So follow me over on Instagram at sarah.intonato and let me know. If today's show resonated with you, please leave a review through your favorite podcast provider as it's an important step in allowing new listeners to find us when they need to hear this message in their own lives.